Nowadays, there's stuff, and there's stuff you don't need to know. A podcast that talks about geek and nerd culture and brings you the things that you want to hear about. What's up, know-it-alls? You got stuff you don't need to know. I'm Jay. Let's get down to it. So, Cyber 2077 has been out for about a week now, so I guess I really should talk about it as I've been playing it really for the past week. I mean, I'm sure a lot of you gamers out there have either read about this game or, you know, like me, you have had the joy, the honor, and the privilege of playing it. So, let's just get it out of the way. I mean, this game is not being really well received, and I'm really going to try to be non-biased here in my review. I'm going to try to present the good along with the bad, because believe it or not, despite what you've read or heard, there is some good to this game. Uh, I'm not going to give any spoilers for the story. Uh, You know, I'll let you experience that yourself. So let's just kind of talk about this game, the history of it and everything. I mean, this game was kind of teased way back in 2012. I mean, there's a lot of buildup and a lot of anticipation for this game. So much so that I'm not sure if it was two years ago, maybe two years ago, I think at E3, when they kind of made the the big reveal for it. And the big reveal for it was the fact that Keanu Reeves was involved in this project. Uh, he is going to be a character in the game. He actually voices the character and the image is based on him. More on that later. But here's the trend that I'm kind of noticing in gaming. And I'm going to get on my soapbox here and I'm going to do a little rant uh, before I, I talk about this game. I'm really noticing as of late, um, and I'm not going to sit here and say, well, it's because the new generation systems are coming out. So, of course, if you're going to make a game for the next gen uh, systems, you know, and, and, and the current gen is still out there, you know, Sony and Microsoft are like, well, you can't just make versions for our newest consoles. You got to make it for, you know, you got to make it for the Xbox one. You got to make it for the PS4. I'm not going to sit here and, and kind of blame it on that and say that this is the reason why this, this game is just being poorly received. No, because I think the issues that I'm going to talk about kind of go back even before, you know, the Xbox series X and, and, the PS5, you know, even saw the light of day. And what that is, is the fact that gaming companies, I feel if they really hype these games up, uh, they have a big showing at E3, uh, they have a pretty big presence online. If they really hype the heck out of these games, they could, they really feel, and I hate to say it, we as gamers kind of let them get away with releasing subpar products. How many very, not, not even very recently released games, Think back over the past couple of years, uh, and I'm not going to give really specific examples here. I mean, I'm sure, look, if, if you're listening to this, you're a gamer, you know, think back to the last two years and games that you've purchased pretty much on the release, you know, date or, or shortly thereafter that had issues right away that had tons of bugs. Now, look, I get it. There's a lot involved in putting these games together, especially if you're making an open world game. If you're making a big open world game, that's a lot. That's a lot of work to do. It's a lot of programming and design to do. There's going to be bugs. I get it. But I mean, bugs on the scale that we've been seeing in some of these releases, I mean, Watch Dogs, you know, the the latest Watch Dogs game, 
I didn't even do a review on it. I mean, I kind of talked about it, um, you know, in some of the other episodes. I didn't even do a review on it because it came out with such massive issues that I had to put it down until they started releasing patches to, to get past these big issues, which seriously affected gameplay. It wasn't cosmetic or anything like that. I mean, the game was freezing. The game was locking up. My saves were disappearing. I mean, it was frustrating beyond belief. But again, you know, if these companies spend a year or two years, you know, hyping up games and, and you know, oh, well, Keanu Reeves is involved in this and, you know, crafting these kick-ass trailers, you know, with images that we're never going to see. I mean, you know, it, it, it builds such a hype that when you finally get the game, you know, I, I feel that we, we kind of you know, we buy into it. We buy into the hype and we purchase the games and we're not satisfied. But the thing is, is the joke is kind of on us because they had a big initial sell. And if the game is halfway decent, I think a lot of us and myself included, you know, I'm, I'm going to lump myself in there. We kind of let these developers off the hook. And, and now with, yes, the next gen systems are out, you know, your Xbox Series X and S and your PS5 is out. And yeah, we could say that, okay, these new games that are coming out really shouldn't be played on the current gen systems. They really should be played on the next gen systems. I'm sorry, like I don't buy it because especially with everything going on with trying to get a new Xbox or a new PS5, I mean, I've given up hopes on it. I mean, I honestly, excuse me, I honestly think that it's probably not going to be until early or mid-2021 that I'm going to be able to get one, if not both of these systems, because I do plan on getting both of these systems. I mean, I'm not even thinking about that. It's it's just impossible to do. But I really want to play these games now. I don't want to wait. And I shouldn't have to wait. I mean, if you want to make two different versions, I guess, I don't know, I guess it's just not cost effective, but whatever. But anyway, let's get into this game. Let's get into Cyberpunk and let's talk about it. Now, like I said, you know, there was a lot of hype really, you know, leading up to this game. And I kind of bought into the hype a little bit. Not as much as for, say, Assassin's Creed Valhalla or Vampire Vampire the Masquerade 2 Bloodlines, which should be coming out, I just saw, which will be coming out in March. I mean, those are games I'm really, really hyped up for. I was kind of hyped up for this game. Uh, Keanu Reeves aside, that actually wasn't the big selling point for me. I mean, to me, it looked like, okay, this is going to be an action RPG set in the future, you know, Blade Runner. I mean, I read the book, you know, a, a lot of the cyberpunk stuff um, I got into when I was younger. So it's always been an interesting area for me. And, you know, it seemed like, okay, this will be a good genre to kind of do an ARPG game in. And, and like I said, um, it, it's, it was, it was really a big letdown and, and not because of the bugs and not because of the poor graphics. Although yeah, that, that really, really wasn't great. I mean, it's an ARPG that is all flash and glitz it's all style and poorly done style at that and there's very little substance there so let's get into this game let's talk about the good because believe it or not there actually is some good in it i do like the combat in it actually believe it or not i'm not a big fan of first person uh especially with an arpg i really feel and, and this is actually a knock against the game even though I do like the combat in it. In my ARPGs, I really love the third-person view. Dragon's Dogma, uh, Skyrim, which you could do first or third-person view, and I actually don't mind the first-person view in Skyrim. The Assassin's Creed games, 
you know, their third person. And I really, really enjoy it. I want to see my character doing this action. And while I said I do love the combat in this game, I don't like the first person view. And part of the reason is not just with the combat, but really just with the gameplay itself. I don't like the first person view because I spend so much time crafting my character. And I mean, I'm sure, again, if you haven't played it, I'm sure you've heard about it. But when you're doing character design, you can assign whatever genitalia you want to your character. I actually think this is a good thing because there are a lot of gamers out there that identify in a lot of different ways and they present in a lot of different ways. And they really get to express that here, you know, in Cyberpunk. I will be honest, so far in the gameplay that I've done, and I'm about 20 hours in, I don't see how that kind of factors in. Because when you're developing your character, um, you start off and you pick either, you could either play as, you know, a character that presents as male or a character that presents as female. Right after that, you choose your voice. And what the game will say is, based on your choice of voice, that's how people will identify you. If you use a male voice, despite whatever body that you use, you'll be identified as male. If you use a female voice, despite whatever body that you use, you'll be identified as female. Whatever genitalia you decide to assign to your character, really doesn't affect that at all. So like I said, your choice of voice really depends, or I should say really just determines how people will interact with you. But in terms of the body that you choose, how you design that body, whatever genitalia you decide to uh, assign to it, doesn't really seem to have any effect on it at all. But I still think this is a really, really good thing because, because look, you know, if you're like me, when you play an RPG and you design your character, you're kind of putting yourself into that character or, you know, you're, I mean, you, you really take ownership of that character. So you really want that character to express the thought in your head that you have, or, you know, maybe you want it to directly resemble you and that's absolutely fine and you do get to do that here and i do think that's a nice touch but the fact that we're locked into first person mode the entire game you don't get to see this beautiful character that you designed unless you look in a mirror and you know i mean i, I really feel that they should allow you to kind of choose if you want to do first person or third person I don't know why they decided to do that, but that's a very long-winded way to get back to, I do like the combat in this. I do like the combat options, um, the different type of weapons that you have, the fact that you, depending on how you design your character, you can be a street brawler. Absolutely, you really don't need any weapons at all, or you could use melee weapons. Uh, you could wield blades, you could wield handguns very effectively, machine guns, rifles, you know, you can really do it all. And, and I think that's another really good part of this game, is the creation of your character. You know, so you get to design a really good character, you have to choose a life path, and again, the life path, and there's three, it's either Nomad, Street Kid, or Corp, and it really just, choosing that life path will just determine sort of your prologue into the game. You know, all three have different sort of starting missions that get you into the game and then once you pass that the game will continue as normal um you get some dialogue options you know if you're a nomad you could talk to people about cars and things like that uh you know it's it, it doesn't really affect your gameplay overall it's really done more and again i think this is a good thing it's really done more to enhance the roleplay factor. You know, you really get to craft a person here and you really get to 
kind of get them involved in this world. However, the world itself really, really stinks. And I think that's why I'm very, very disappointed in this game. You put a lot of time and effort into crafting your character, their design, their backstory. And even when you're creating the character and you're, you know, deciding what attributes to sort of enhance and what perks and skills to sort of develop to sort of craft it, you know, do you want to play as a cyber ninja? Do you want to play as a street samurai? Do you want to play as a gunslinger? Do you want to play more intellectually and, you know, you're kind of hacking and, and sneaking around like that? You have that freedom to do that. But if you take this, you know, character that you put a lot of time and effort and love into develop and you toss it in a crappy game really what's the point and yeah i mean i know people are really bagging on the bugs and they're bagging on the graphics and everything and and i will too I, you know and i'll talk about that in a minute but even if those weren't issues this is still not that great of a game the story is okay i mean it's it's kind of a good story i mean there's gonna be a bit of intrigue in there i'm sure there's gonna be twists and turns i'm sure my character's gonna get stabbed in the back i mean this is how gameplay goes i mean in terms of story it's like a c c plus story i mean you know it's serviceable and again if there were better things in this game i would excuse that the side missions in the game, which, you know, a lot of times side missions can really be a lot of fun. They're kind of monotonous and tedious and they don't really amount to anything. I mean, I'm going to talk about two RPG games that I really, really enjoy. And I kind of mentioned them earlier, Skyrim and Vampire the Masquerade. Now, you know, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines will be coming out soon. So this was the game that came out on PC back uh, in the late 90s. The reason why I'm holding these up as really, really good examples is, is in both cases, the main story is a good story. It's a decent story. Uh, again, Skyrim's maybe like a C plus B minus. Uh, I think Vampire the Masquerade is a little bit better. It's like a, a B-plus story. But the thing is, is they had side missions. And in Vampire the Masquerade, the side missions really tied in more. You know, they made a lot more sense. They tied into your character. And, um, you know, they kind of helped out your main storyline. Um, you almost, you know, you didn't have to do them, but it would really help the story along better if you did. In Skyrim, a lot of side missions are kind of like fun missions. And they're not just, you know, oh, the Arl's men came in here and left this bounty. I mean, yes, you do get those missions. You can go out and fulfill bounties and kill bandits. But, you know, Jarls and, and other noble people can really send you on quests. Um, you can join different factions and things like that. And there was good meat and potatoes there. There was good story there that really helped, you know, make this world come alive. I mean, this world of cyberpunk is, you know, it's flashy, it's glamorous, it's the future. It's kind of like what we all think, you know, think Blade Runner, think stuff like that. But there's really nothing much there to it. I mean, again, it's a okay story, side missions that are tedious and monotonous. And, you know, while I love the character that created and the character that I created, I'm turning the, excuse me, the character that I created, I'm turning them into right now. Currently, I guess you could say I'm playing more as a street samurai. Uh, and then when my stealth gets better, I'm going to turn them into like a cyber ninja. But it's a cyber ninja that's going to be stuck in a pretty crappy game. Let's talk the graphics. I mean, yeah, the graphics are really not that good. Um, 
and I'm really, really disappointed because I have a 4K TV and I figured maybe this will help it out. No, it, it really doesn't. It's probably a little bit better than if I had played on a, you know, a TV a, a little bit older than what I have, but it's really not that much better. I mean, it's, it's probably, I mean, I hate to say it, it's probably at the level of like, of like a Skyrim, which is a beautiful game. But that's from how many years ago? I mean, come on, guys, it's 2020, and, and this is the best that we could do? Adding glitches and things like that? I mean, it's it's really a big disappointment. I, I Wow, you know, I'm really thinking that when I started this episode, I was going to say, like, I'm going to be fair and impartial, and I'm going to talk about the good and the bad. And there's really not much good about this. I think the character creation is good. I really do think it's good, and I do like the combat in this game. But that's really about it. And I think, you know, now that I'm actually hearing myself say it out loud, all that stuff doesn't even matter. It, it's, it's, I put a lot of time and effort into crafting my character and how I want my character to grow and develop, but they're growing and developing in a pretty pathetic world. I mean, it, it, it really is. It's, it's a pretty pathetic world. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, 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 I'm going to have to say overall, this is a game, even even if you have a next-gen system, I just, at this point, I wouldn't even bother. I mean, granted, you know, I got it for the Xbox One, and it said right on the box, and I should have known this. I should have known this was not a good sign, that I could pretty much take this game and put it in an Xbox X and, and play it like that. And that really should have tipped me off. But you know what? I bought into the hype. I didn't even talk about Keanu Reeves. <laughs> um... Keanu Reeves is in this game. That was, again, a couple of years ago at E3. He came out, you know, they had the trailer with his character. And, and okay, that's the thing. The E3 trailer with Johnny Silverhand, who is Keanu Reeves' character, came out. When you saw that, you were like, wow. You know, looking at that, you were like, oh, my God, that is Keanu Reeves. If I didn't know that, if I didn't have that trailer and nobody said anything and I just started playing this game, and when Johnny Silverhand appears, and I'm not going to say how or when or why or how he affects the story, but when Johnny Silverhand appears, I might have said, like, are they kind of going for a Neo thing here? Like, he kind of looks like Keanu Reeves. He kind of sounds like Keanu Reeves. And again, I don't know if it's because Keanu Reeves is older and his voice or if it's the sound editing. I honestly thought, like, I don't think this is Keanu Reeves who's voicing this character. I think it's like a Keanu Reeves impersonator, but I looked it up. No, he he's voicing the character, and I could hardly tell it. And looking at the character, I mean, it, it, it barely looks like him. It really, it barely looks like Keanu Reeves, and it's just more of a letdown. And it's it's more back to what I was saying with this hype of, you know, bringing him out at E3 and showing a trailer where it just, it looks like Keanu Reeves. And then you play the actual game and it's like, I guess that's Keanu Reeves. I don't know. But like I said, Keanu Reeves wasn't what got me interested in this game. You know, it was more the world and in creating a character in this world, which again, I will say that is probably the one good point in this game is you can really create and customize a great character, but you're stuck in first person mode. So you can't really see them throughout the game. And you have a character that's now going to be stuck in a world that's really subpar. And that's very, very disappointing. Guys, thanks for listening. Do me a favor. Head on over to Instagram. Stuff you don't need to know is there. I post pictures about the content that I talk about. Know it all. Thanks for listening. And I'll talk to you guys later. Tell you remember when you were young and you wanted
the same. 